Trust me, folks, it is a sleep-inducing exercise to go back and read all through the Democrats' platforms. This is the news from the Lord. I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the good for the black. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord speaking to you from Lordsville. Actually, we're at the uh, Lordsville Summer Retreat, which is visiting all those various relatives out on the eastern end of Long Island, where it is a beautiful day. And it's kind of like Biden land here. You may hear uh, birds uh, tweeting uh, and all kinds of interesting noises here. So if you do, just try and ignore them and uh, know that we're going to keep focused on what's been going on at the Democratic Convention. And quite specifically, I want to talk to you about an inquiry I made of Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She, as you know, is very race conscious, as is the squad that she leads, the four Democratic progressive congresswomen. So I sent her a letter right before the convention began, and I'll read it to you. Dear Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, this is Jeffrey Lord from the American Spectator. With the approach of the Democratic National Convention amid the current racial turmoil in America and the announcement that you will be speaking at the convention, will you be introducing a resolution that calls on your party to apologize for its repeated support for slavery, Jim Crow laws, and the Ku Klux Klan? Congressman Louis Gohmert of Texas has introduced a privileged resolution in the House quite specifically listing the Democratic Party platform supporting slavery. There were five, 1840, 1844, 1848, 1852, 1856. He has also specifically cited efforts by your party that, quote, systematically suppressed African-Americans' right to vote, unquote, and condemned your party's support for the Ku Klux Klan. Is it not time for your party to adopt a resolution apologizing for its repeated support of slavery, segregation, and the Ku Klux Klan? And will you be introducing a resolution demanding that your party finally apologize for all of this? And if not, why not? Sincerely, Jeffrey Lord. Now, the answer to the que- my question of whether the Congresswoman would propose a resolution at the DNC that uh, demands her party apologize for its well-on-the-record support over the centuries for slavery, segregation, and the Klan? Silence. Stone-cold silence. For that matter, no move was made on getting her party to apologize um, no move at all was made by any of the other supposedly race-conscious members of her so-called squad. And as you know, uh, they are described quite frequently as, in the, the case of CBS News and others, as the four progressive Democratic congresswomen. Now, I'd like to ask, progressive, how progressive can they possibly be if they cannot manage to denounce their party's repeated outright racist policies that Texas Republican Congressman Louis Gohmert detailed in his landmark House resolution. As I wrote in this space the other week uh, at the American Spectator, Congressman Gohmert has called out Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her party for her party's repeated on-the-record support for slavery, segregation, and the Klan, not to mention its deep ties to the Confederacy. Recall that Speaker Pelosi has made much of going through the Capitol and removing 
the portraits, the official portraits of her predecessors as Speaker of the House because they had ties to the Confederacy. And then she wanted various statues removed from the Capitol from people who had served in the Confederacy. Well, okay, Congressman Gomer took her up on it and uh, introduced this resolution and went through in chapter and verse the Democratic Party's uh, loyalty to the Confederacy, to slavery, to segregation, to the creation of those Jim Crow laws from long ago and far away. And it reminded me that uh, back in 2008, I myself had written in the American Spectator detailing uh, the Democratic Party's exact history with uh, African Americans. And the American Spectator published it, and it was picked up and rerun by the Wall Street Journal. And what moved me to write it in the first place was that the then Democratic Party platform, or or, I'm sorry, uh, their website, was boasting that they had uh, been staunch supporters of civil rights. And a close reading of the (laughs) website revealed that there were a missing 52 years of Democratic Party history that they just flat out ignored uh, in in their zeal to make themselves appear as supporters of civil rights. And what were the things that uh, they ignored in their website? Well, among other things, they said that uh, they didn't say that there was uh, anything going on with their platforms. And as I say, there were five of them that supported slavery. They made no reference to the number of Democratic presidents who owned slaves. There were seven from 1800 to 1861. There was no reference to the number of Democratic Party platforms that supported segregation outright or were silent on the seventh. There were 20 of those beauties from 1868 to 1948. There was no reference to Jim Crow, as in Jim Crow laws, nor was there reference to the role Democrats played in creating them. These were the post-Civil War laws passed enthusiastically, and I do mean enthusiastically, by Democrats in that pesky 52-year period that was left out of the party's website. These were the laws that segregated public schools, public transportation, restaurants, restrooms, and public places in general, everything from water coolers to beaches. The reason, let's recall, that civil rights heroine Rosa Parks became famous in the first place is that she sat in the front of a whites-only, quote-unquote, bus, the whites-only designation, the direct result of the Democratic Party that segregated the bus transportation and where she was living. There was no reference in this uh, website to the formation of the Ku Klux Klan, which, according to Columbia University historian Eric Foner, became, and I'm quoting directly here, a military force serving the interests of the Democratic Party, unquote. Nor is there any reference to the University of North Carolina historian Alan Trelease's description of the Klan as the, quote, terrorist arm of the Democratic Party, unquote. There was no reference to the fact that Democrats opposed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the Constitution, Democrats who were in the Congress at the time. The 13th Amendment, recall, banned slavery. The 14th effectively overturned the infamous Supreme Court Dred Scott decision made by Democrat pro-slavery Supreme Court justices by guaranteeing due process and equal protection to the former slaves. And the 15th Amendment gave black Americans the right to vote. 
There was no reference either to the fact that Democrats opposed the Civil Rights Act of 1866 that was passed by the Republican Congress over the veto of Democratic President Andrew Johnson. That law was designed to provide blacks with the right to own property, sign contracts, sue and serve as witnesses in legal proceedings. There was no reference to the Democrats' opposition to the Civil Rights Act of 1875. It was passed by a Republican Congress and signed into law by President Ulysses Grant. The law prohibited racial discrimination in public places and public accommodations. There was no reference to the Democrats' 1904 platform. And trust me, folks, it is a sleep-inducing exercise to go back and read all these platforms, but it's worth it. In 1904, they had a platform which devotes a section to, quote, sectional and racial agitation, unquote, Mm -hmm. claiming that the Republican Party's protest against segregation and the denial of voting rights to blacks sought to, quote, revive the dead and hateful race and sexual animosities in any part of our common country, unquote, which in turn, the party platform said, means confusion, distraction of business, and the reopening of wounds now happily healed, unquote. There was no reference. I mean, we can go on here, and I am going to go on for a little bit. My favorite is there was no reference to the Democratic National Convention of 1924, which is known to history seriously as the clan bake. And why was this? This was a 103 ballot convention, if you can believe that, held in Madison Square Garden in New York City. Hundreds of delegates were members of, yes, indeed, the Ku Klux Klan. And the Klan was so powerful that when a uh, platform plank was uh, proposed that would condemn the Klan violence, uh, it was, yep, defeated outright. And in celebration, Klansmen gathered across the river in New Jersey in a uh, a field to uh, burn crosses and call for violence against both African-Americans and Catholics. There was no reference in this website to the fact that it was Democrats who segregated the federal government of the United States, specifically at the direction of President Woodrow Wilson upon taking office in 1913. Recall that Woodrow Wilson has been in the news lately. He was the president of Princeton, who went on to be the leader of the Democratic Party's progressive movement. He was elected governor of New Jersey and went from the governorship of New Jersey to being elected president of the United States in 1912. His name has been on a public policy institute at Princeton, the Woodrow Wilson uh, Public Policy Institute, I guess was its formal name. And only in the last few weeks, it's only been over 100 years, the Democratic Democratic Party, Princeton University, and actually it's probably the same thing, um, stripped his name from the uh, policy institute and sort of uh, embarrassed, acknowledged that, yes, indeed, Woodrow Wilson had been a thoroughgoing racist and that they had uh, put his name on there and they were going to take it off and try and rewrite uh, a little history there. Um, There was reference on this website, and I find this fascinating, and and there's a direct relevance to today. There was a, uh, a lot about the Democratic Party, and again, this is in the Wilson era and also in Franklin Roosevelt's uh, New Deal. Um, Democrats created the Federal Reserve Board. They passed labor and child welfare laws. They created Social Security. There was no reference that these programs were created as the result of an agreement 
to ignore segregation and the lynching of African Americans. Because, of course, if they condemned those things, they would lose the support of some Democrats who were very much in favor of the Federal Reserve or Social Security or what have you. And, of course, there was no reference to the thousands, and I do mean thousands, of local officials, state legislators, state governors, U.S. congressmen, and U.S. senators over the decades who were elected as supporters of slavery and then segregation and in elections that occurred between 1800 when the party was founded and 1965. Um, Nor was there any reference to the deal with the devil, and it was a deal with the devil that left segregation and lynching as a way of life in return for election support for three, count them, three Civil War Democrat, post-Civil War Democrat presidents. That would be Grover Cleveland, Woodrow Wilson, and Franklin Roosevelt. On and on and on and on we can go with this. But the point is that today it is the same method at work. What Democrats of old did was use race to get elected, and then once elected, they pushed the progressive agenda of the moment. It could have been the Federal Reserve, it could be Social Security, you name it. Today, they use race to get elected. And then, like Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, then they push their progressive agenda once they're in the House or the Senate or wherever they are. Nothing has changed. Nothing. It is race as the political gasoline that drives their party. And when you call them out on it and ask for an apology for all of this, suddenly all of these very outspoken members of Congress fall stone cold silent. So I just think as we head into this campaign and uh, you've got all these Democrats and the media, uh, but I'm uh, mentioning the same people since the media really are the allies of the Democratic Party. Um, They're not independent journalists. Uh, they are going to do everything they can to try and turn this around and accuse Donald Trump, of all people, of racism and uh, the Republican Party of racism when it is, in fact, they themselves with this long, very documented, lengthy record for which, as I noted here with this letter to Congressman Ocas- Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, she refuses to apologize which you would think would be the elementary basic thing to do. But nope, they're not going to do it. So with that in mind, we are going to head off to the Republican convention and we will see how things go there. And then the game will be on and uh, we will see how things go on the ticket where the vice presidential running mate, that would be Senator Kamala Harris, called uh, her nominee, Um, former Vice President Biden called him out for hanging out with segregationists and uh, racists, and she made it plain during the primaries that she was not very happy about all of this. Nonetheless, magically, when asked to run with her uh, pro-segregationist running mate, she happily said yes. So we will have much to cover as we go along. And okay, until next week, this is Jeffrey Lord at the word of the Lord. And I hope you will also follow me at my website, thejeffreylord.com, where we will be covering the 2020 election and beyond in considerable detail. And we hope to have you with us. Thanks and talk to you soon.